0: I am super excited to introduce my guests. They are two talented actors. I've had an honor. It was a pleasure to work with. And I have no doubt that they have such a bright, bright, bright future ahead of them. Watch out, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Hunter Shigley and Rob Zappo are in town. I want to welcome you guys to the show. Welcome to the Hollywood Dreammaker podcast. Thanks Thanks for having us, Billy. It's good to see you guys.
1: It's good seeing you too, man. I miss that studio.
0: Yeah, we got a lot of great memories here. So I wanted you guys on the show because, you know, I created the podcast to inspire young other artists to follow their dreams, right? If a a kid like me can come out to Hollywood from Brooklyn with 200 bucks in my pocket and a one-way ticket, not knowing a soul out here and making the dream a reality, then why can't you? You know, the listener out there. And, you know, you two are on the path. You're on the journey. And I've been watching what you're doing and I'm, I'm pretty blown away. You know, every time I see you guys and I get a text and, I, you know, I got, I got that part, I got, you know, I'm on my fifth job or, you know, it's, it's pretty awesome. I mean, for me, that's what it's all about. For me, I get more excited when I get a call from you or an email from you guys or a text going, hey, man, I got that part. For me, it's all about being of service and you guys are really taking what I've taught you and you've taken it to the next level and you're practicing it and you're putting it in play. And that's why you guys are booking jobs and you're working. So I got to say, I'm really proud of you guys.
2: Thank you, Billy. And I I think I speak for Rob too, but we owe a lot to you for one, inspiring us to become actors and two, inspiring us to continue on this journey through all these kind of ups and downs that come with the business.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I know we can go into depth with our stories, but it's, yeah, it's the same thing. I mean, all the, the little nuggets you've given us, but I think the main thing for me is it's not just like, you know, being an actor, but it's, it's doing the showbiz part of it, right? Doing the business side because you said there's always, there's many actors, right? But not many people are out there booking work or putting themselves out in auditions or creating their own work. And I think that's that's the difference. If you want to make a career out of it, there's intricacies. And there's a lot of things that I've learned from you and, you know, I've only been doing it for almost four years now, but just to be able to like work within the industry, that's, that's, what's the really cool piece. I think that I can say that I've learned so much from you and, and, you know, I'm sure we can go into more detail about it soon.
0: So let's just get started with like, you know, how did you get started? When did you know you wanted to act, Rob?
1: I was in musicals as a kid in sixth grade, seventh grade, I was supposed to be like the lead in the eighth grade as uh, in the play as an eighth grade. I can't remember what the play was, but <clears throat> the music teacher at the time didn't like that I was playing sports and we had this riff. It's like this whole conversation. My mother still talks about it's kind of funny. We don't have to go into that, but I was Jesus in the mime in sixth grade. You know, it's just like the stations of the cross. If you know what those are, it was kind of funny. I uh, did that in front of like 500 people and I remember to this day, just like that feeling of being so just in the mm-hmm. moment, in the zone when I was in sixth grade, carrying that, you know, carrying that cross, this and that, like, and it doesn't have to be so religious, but it was playing that
0: part. Sure. That's that, a big part.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, and I felt it and I still feel like I knew what that was like. And I think I've wanted to like chase that feeling, you know, and, and cause it's so like deep rooted in me. And so I was playing sports. And once I started playing sports in high school and getting recruited to play in college, I got away from acting because it was just sports, sports, sports all the time. It was like consuming me, which I liked. And then once I graduated from college, I was like, all right, well, now what? You know, just get a job and, and do that whole thing. I didn't really want to do that. You know, I didn't want to just, I don't know, just stay home, get a job, have a house and car. And I didn't, I wanted to chase whatever dream I had inside of me. Like I kept seeing these visions like, man, you could do this. You could be that guy in that movie. You could be that guy on that TV show. I know I can do it, but I don't know where to start. I just kept thinking back like, man, you remember when you were doing that in middle school? Like that was fun. And I was working at this job I hated and living in Baltimore where my family's from. I love Baltimore, but I was like, this is not what I need to be doing right now. And so I left my job. I moved home with my parents for about three, four months, saved a couple bucks. I might've had a thousand bucks in in my pocket at the time. And then I booked a one-way ticket, got, had two bags and flew to California, slept on a couch for three months. And then, you know, a couple of years later, I, I walked into your doors and it's kind of started, what was it? January of 2018, I took my first headshots, kind of lifestyle shots to just get stuff out there and market myself.
0: That's awesome. Well, we'll get to the you walking in the door of the Manhattan Active Studio. <laughs> How about you, Hilton? When did you know you wanted to act? For me, it wasn't really
2: about specifically acting. I was always, both my parents are artists, so I was always kind of around that creativity. And I would always kind of use mostly painting and drawing as an outlet. And I did have that Hollywood dream like everybody else. I want to be famous when I was younger. And I, I thought that walking down the street, I'd be discovered. And I had that dream for so many years. And as I as I grew older, I, I realized nothing in life comes without you putting the work into it. And um, I actually ended up in LA for some other reasons other than acting or entertainment. But right when I had the opportunity to to do something when I was in LA, I was living in the South Bay and I started calling around. Ended up with uh, Billy's number and then kind of like Rob just walked in the studio and it's been great ever since.
0: Cool. I, I'd love, you know, Rob, you start for, I would love to, what's your recollection of you walking into the studio for the first time, meeting, meeting me for the first time.
2: Okay. So
1: I, I remember I was actually just remembering, I was like, wh- how did I get involved with Billy? So January, 2018, I took my photos. The first thing I ever booked was this runway show. Right. And so then I got my agent from the gym because everybody at the gym was kind of joking that I did this thing. And so I got my commercial agent. And so, I booked my first commercial in like, say, April or May. And I worked with Gia, who was the costume director of the commercial. And Gia knew you. And she goes, oh, you live in Redondo? I live in Redondo. And so, she gave me your number to call. That's how I got in touch with you. And so, you know, long story short, called you. And you're like, you know what? Why don't you come in, have an initial, you know, meeting and see if it's a good fit? Because you were honest with me on the phone. You're like, you know, I don't just take anybody on. I want you to, you know, I don't want you to waste your time. I want you to waste my time. I want this to be right. So I remember calling you, we walked in the doors. I just kind of felt that East coast, you know, Italian connection, I think immediately where I knew you meant business. And so you kind of walked me through a couple of things. We talked about like, you know, the, the private lessons before we got to, you know, the master class that you hold. But I just remember walking in, seeing the, The red chairs that are behind you, seeing like the movie posters, seeing the stage. And I was like, oh, this is it. You know, I need to do this. At least need to try it, you know, and and give it my best shot, which, you know, if I go for something, I'm going to give it 100%, 100%. So I just, I do remember just like the backdrop and the, I was like, oh, this is something I have to do at least once.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. You know, people think this is a virtual background.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Well, I sat in those chairs,
0: me and Connor were on those stages. Oh, yeah. We've had some good times here. Oh, yeah. Hunter, what's your recollection of uh, coming into the Manhattan Active Studio first time?
2: I just remember being at my place in Hawthorne and I, I wanted to get into acting. So I I just went on Yelp and I started shopping around acting classes, mostly most of them were up in Hollywood, and at the time, I was like, I, "I will do the drive, but I'd rather have something a little more local just to start and kind of get my foot in and just get a little, a little experience." And I came across your, your number. I don't know if we we called and then we met in person, and kind of like Rob was saying, just like your no bullshit attitude and presence. I tell everybody, it's. I was scared to say no, and that's. I think that's the reason why I took your class. Like I couldn't say no to you. <laughs> uh,
0: that's funny. You guys, I I don't work with everybody. You know, I I do always have a an initial consultation. I want to get in your head. I want to know if you're serious about this. If you you want to get into the business because you want to be rich and famous and you want to be on TV and you, you know, you know, that stuff comes, but you got to do it because you're passionate about it because it's in you and you want it. You know, this is a tough business. So it's got to really, I got to know that you're fucking serious about it. This is not, this is not something you go in there and give 50%. You got to give 150%. And if I'm going to dedicate my time to you, then I need to know that you're serious, that I'm not wasting my time that first initial consultation, that is an audition. You know, that's, you gotta, you gotta pass that in order for, for us to work together. And there've been plenty of actors that I said, you know, Mom, my schedule's really, I can't, <laughs> you know, I'll put you on the waiting list, but you know, that I, I, you know, it's just not going to happen. You know, you guys walked in the door and I could see how passionate you were about it and how you wanted this. And that's why it's been an honor to work with you because I've watched you guys grow so much from the moment you walked in the door to to what you're doing now. is amazing, you know. It's it's mind blowing. I mean, I was walking on the beach with my wife the other day, and and I, I run into you two that I haven't seen you guys in a while, and you got your camera, and you're out there, and I go, "What do you do? What are you guys doing?" And you're making movies, man. You're talking scripts, and you're playing with the new camera, and you know, talking, you know, making some moves, and that's what it's about. You know, even during the pandemic, when the doors closed and the shit hit the fan, you know, we were online. We were immediately the classes were online. And, you know, while everybody was around, you know, sitting around binge watching Netflix and eating freaking donuts, getting soft. You guys were in the gym, the actors gym training and working on your craft and working on your self tapes. And, you know, all of that hard work paid off. And it's going to pay off because you guys, you know, I mean, I created the 30 day self tape challenge and you guys were putting self tapes up there. I mean, you guys have footage of yourself now that you can cut that shit into a demo reel and have some amazing footage. And you guys seriously stepped up. You know, you didn't just do the self tape with the, you know, the shitty curtain background and, you know, you guys had production value. You framed it. I mean, you know, some of your little projects look like little movies. So, you know, I love that. I love that you guys are doing that. And you guys are in the game now. I mean, you're you're, you're working actors. You're in the game. And it's just a matter of time for that right audition to come along. You know, the one that kind of puts you on the map, that TV show, that film, that series. But you're in the game. So let me ask you, how hard is it to break into the business? Rob?
1: So I didn't have family in Los Angeles. I don't have family in the business. Uh, You know, no brother, cousins. So when I came out here, I, you know, you have that belief that you can do it. So I think one, you need to really believe that you can do it, not like that false hope, like like we're saying, like be rich and famous. It's to be, you know, an act a working actor, I mean, you gotta be good. You know, you gotta have your chops. The initial audition, like you said, I mean, you're you're pretty serious, dude. If you can't handle yourself in a room full of people, you're you're probably not cut out for this, you know. Even if you are a great actor, actress behind the camera in your house on self tapes. You got to be able to perform, you know, day in, day out kind of thing. So I think having that that belief, that stamina, but then, you know, finding representation, you know, being able to, you know, not just be a, an artist, you know, but be professional, be like a business person that you can put together this portfolio of, say, headshots, a demo reel. You have to spend the time and the money to do all those things. And then you have to be willing to take rejection, whether it's from the auditions, You know, initially, if you don't have any representation, being able to self-submit, you know, how diligent are you to wake up every day, get on Actors Access or LA Casting or Casting Frontier and be like, you know what, Uh, this breakdown fits me, submit, submit, submit. Submit yourself to a hundred of them if you have no representation, just so you can start, you know, seeing what it's like to do a self-tape because nothing's really in person anymore. So you need to be able to, I'd say one, be diligent to wake up have have all that stuff ready so that you can self submit and then submit to agencies and then two you got to learn how to the technical side now is do you have the ring light do you have the phone and the know how to use iMovie to chop things up you know there's a couple of intricacies i think you need to know at this point and practice it's not going to be great when you start but you need to at least start somewhere and then get those reps so that your self tapes and you, know, you get your representation, and then once you kind of break in, you kind of just can't give up. You just got to do all your auditions and take the no's. And you know, eventually you get on set and you get that high. You're like, holy cow, this is what I want. You know, and I got paid for this.
0: <laughs> Every no brings you closer to a yes. You want to get no's no's mean you're in the game, man. Don't you can't take no's personal. You gotta go, yeah, man. I got in the door. As long as you go into that room. And, you know, give 150% and leave a piece of your soul behind in that room. They're going to remember you and they're going to become a fan of your work. And they're going to bring you back because casting directors, they want to look good. And if you make them look good, they're going to be a fan of your work. Now, if you play it safe, you don't know your lines, you're not prepared. Guess what? That door is going to close and you, you might never get back in that room ever again. Hunter, how about you? How hard is it to break into the business?
2: I definitely agree with Rob. There's there's just so many things to do on the back end. Just besides the acting itself, there's so many different things on the business side that you kind of have to put forward. And you kind of have to pay your dues with all that and the practice, getting the representation, all these auditions, which is the acting. But there's so much behind the scenes rather than just going to set and shooting. And everybody wishes it was as easy as that, but you got to put in the work. I'm a big believer in no matter how good of an actor you are you you just have to start somewhere and then you just have to build off the last and just do better better and better on the next one. I remember doing the one-on-ones with you Billy and looking back on some of the footage it's like wow like I'm glad I stuck with it and I've I've, I've I see a lot of growth and I've done student films short films that are horrible just terrible starting off but from those shorts and student films, I've, I've learned a lot and I've done bigger ones and done bigger shorts and a bigger budget. So it's all about just for me, I think it's a lot, a lot about experience and just, just getting yourself out there. And the more stuff you do, the more things you soak up, the more people you meet and connections is huge too. I've worked on a lot of projects where I've said one line and the guy likes me and he calls me or he calls me back and says, Hey, now i got a smaller role from you. Hey, now I got a, lead for you. And just getting those relationships is huge.
0: Yeah. But it's also about delivering, you know, being that actor that shows up and you got that can do attitude and you're giving everything, even if it is one line, you're showing up and you're doing the work you're and they like to work with you. They're going to bring you back. They're going to want to work with you. It's all about relationships, you know, and and it's, and it is paying your dues and having that onset experience and learning and, and learning what not to do, you know, you, you learn a lot being in those short films and you get footage. I mean, I've seen your footage from some of your short films. You got some great footage playing characters on a, uh, you know, with some production value on a set or, you know, with another, with an actress, you know, all of that stuff is, is just great for your experience for a line on your resume. You know, like you said, it's paying your dues. You have to pay your dues. If you want to have a, a talent manager or an agent, somebody legit, They're gonna say, Well, what have you been up to? And if you say, Well, I I don't really haven't done anything, well, they're gonna say, tell you what, come back to me in a year when you've paid your dues. That's it. So, what you're doing is you're paying your dues. And and what happens is all that hard work leads to lucky, (laughs) you know. You gotta put in that hard work, and then all of a sudden you get lucky. All of a sudden, that one role comes along, and you've been training for it, you've been doing the reps. You know, you've been taking care of your instrument. You know, I mean, I've been—I preach to you guys all the time. You know, this is your instrument. You have to take care of it. It's not, you know, just acting. It's, you know, spiritually, mentally, physically, having your instrument, you know, at peak shape, ready to go at any moment. And so, I mean, what is it? What is the biggest uh, lessons you've gotten from being here at the Manhattan Actor Studio? Biggest takeaways?
2: I think my biggest takeaway from the Manhattan Actors Studio is just just put yourself out there and leave fear behind. And I've struggled with fear, anxiety, depression, all that kind of stuff. And it eats away at people and it ate away at me for a long time. But that's like the biggest thing that you've taught to me, Billy, is acting aside. In life, you're always going to have that little voice kind of chirping, chirping, and these thoughts that are going to be negative in your head. And it's all about finding healthy ways to cope with it, whether it's breathing, whether it's screaming or laughing or just getting out of your head and doing something. So you don't have to let this little voice manifest in something bigger than it is. Cause in reality, it's nothing. It's just, it's just thoughts. So that's, that's the biggest thing I've learned. Just personally, I'm more of an introverted person, but once I get on stage, that's when it's playtime and I got to let all those little thoughts go away and just kind of Turn into something else, which I love.
0: Yeah, I always say, when you're in your head, you're dead, man. When you're in your heart, you're smart. When you're coming from your talent, your joy, love, you're coming from that, it's a different vibration. You don't want to be the actor that walks into the room in their head. Oh, I hope hope they like me. Hope I don't forget my lines. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. No, you shoot yourself in the foot. You know, you want to be the actor that comes in and not even as the actor coming in audition. It's the character in the given circumstance, fighting for whatever it is they need. You're in play mode. It's Halloween, trick or treat. You got the wardrobe on, you got the hair, the makeup, whatever it is. And you're in the moment and you're playing and you're grounding yourself in a real place. You're putting up your fourth. Well, it doesn't matter if there's 10, 20 people behind you, you know, watching you. You just be in the moment and, you know, really bring the character into the room. Rob, you, you were gonna say something?
1: Yeah. Uh you were, the question was like the most, like some bits and pieces that we that we really got from the studio that we applied to today. Is that that was kind of the question, right? So, so one, like I did the privates with you too. It was like the Michelangelo, I think it was you call it, right? So I did that, built the demo reel, and the same thing, you know. I, I watched some of that, and even that has gotten me auditions, but man, I've I can tell you I'm a little bit better now. <laughs> but you got to start somewhere. Right. And so that was a great start. And it was so challenging that I I was like hooked on it. As soon as I put that together, I was like, man, I got to get better. And it just drove me because I liked it so much. It was such a challenge to, you know, learn the lines, build these characters and then do it not just in front of that camera, but in front of you, someone who's a professional, that was something that just like building that reel, getting comfortable, like building the character, becoming the character giving the character a true backstory, you know, where'd you come from? Where are you going? You know, some things, you know, when I, I go crazy with the characters now, like, you know, I, like I was telling you, like build a vision board for your character. Like who am I, what am I, where, you know, what am I doing? Where am I going? Where have I been? I am, I want, I need, I feel, I do that for my character, you know, cause we would do that for ourselves when we entered class just to kind of, you know, get our emotions out and, you know, kind of, connect with the class. But I do that with my characters, you know, to, to, to disconnect. I don't want to say disconnect from myself, but really put myself in their shoes. I meditate like crazy now. I never meditated before your class. And you taught me that one of the first ones we did, the privates. I think it just in terms of I'm a very big visualization person. And I was even I was like that before I started acting. I was like that in sports. Like I would visualize how I was going to play the next day. And I can't tell you it was a hundred percent, but it was pretty close. You know, I'd visualize the plays I was going to make. And now I take that and I apply that to the character. I apply that to my auditions. I apply that to being on set the next morning, how I'm going to approach it. And it's, it's pretty darn close.
0: And then I make my vision boards now. Love that. You know, for me, it's all about the vision. You have to see it. You have to plant the seed in here. In order for it to come to fruition, you have to put it. I mean, for years, we would, every January, we'd sit around with magazines and I'd make you cut out and create vision boards. So you had that in front of you. You see it on a daily basis. This is what I want. This is what I want to achieve in my life. And, you know, I can't tell you how many times I look at my vision boards that I still have them here and I go, check, 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 check. Yeah, I did that, got that, that, you know, I mean, One year we were doing vision boards here and I got the scraps, there was like one travel magazine left and I got like, you know, the last page of it, but there was a little gondola on it. And I was like, "Ah, I cut out a gondola and I put it on my friggin' vision board. No desire to go to wherever, you know, a gondola. I was like, I was just, I didn't even know where the picture was from. We did vision boards in January. I think it was like December, somewhere around there. My sister-in-law calls and says, well, we're going to Rome and we got this Airbnb and uh, you know, you guys should come. All you got to do is buy your tickets or whatever. Yeah, yeah, we should. So we jumped on a plane. We went to Rome. We stayed in Rome. Next thing you know, I'm in Venice and I'm taking pictures and I took a picture of a gondola and it's the same exact same exact picture. You can put them in their identical pictures. Now, now that should happen because I planted that seed. You know, you got to plant the seed. You got to see it. Anything in my life I've ever wanted to achieve in this life, I've I've had to visualize it first. You, the studio that you guys trained in, I visualized this studio. I saw it before it ever came to fruition. I dreamt about it. I knew the seats, and I knew what I wanted to do. And I, you know, I had built a, a little theater in, in in Hollywood back in the nineties. You know, a little shithole black box theater, and but I always envisioned, you know, my Black box theater, a nice one. Why do, why do they have to be all dirty and nasty? And, you know, but I had it. I, I did a vision board for it. How the seat, the curtains, the this, the that, everything. And it's exactly the same. It's identical.
1: Mine's pretty close this year. I mean, not all of them, but especially the last like two months. Things are really like, I was like, man, I'm like checking these things out. It's crazy. But I love it.
0: You know, I love that you said, you said to me, you gave gave yourself a goal. You said, I'm going to book five commercials or something like that. Right. Five commercials. How many commercials did you book?
1: Five. Yes. It was was mid-October. I said, I need to book five commercials before the end of 2021. And I did. It was exactly five as of now. Now I have two weeks
0: left. Well, from October, you booked five commercials.
1: Mid-October. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. And then what did you do? You took that money and you did what? I bought the camera. That's right. You invested that money into your career. You bought a really good camera so you could start creating your own projects and up your game. So, you know, I love that. Love that. I mean, you have to invest in you. You're a business, you're a brand, you're a storefront, you know, Rob Zappo storefront, Hunter Shigley storefront. This is show business, not just show. You got to create it, treat it like a business. And if, uh, if a good camera is going to step up your game, your self-tapes, you know, if I'm a casting director and I'm looking at some shitty footage, some blurry stuff, the, the kid, the guy with the background, poorly lit, whatever, I'm like, next, 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 next. And then, boom, I see an actor frame right, you know, lit right, sound is clear. And there's a performance there. You're showing me the character. I'm going to go, yeah, that's the guy. That's how you change their mind. And that's how you become a working actor. Because you don't play it safe, safe, boring. What do I always tell you guys? Mm -hmm.
1: Safe is boring. Don't play it. Go big.
0: Yeah, go big or stay friggin' home. You're wasting your time. And I'm not saying big acting. I'm saying big choices. You got five minutes with that casting director. You know, you don't want to be playing it small. You want to leave a piece of your soul behind in that room, because I guarantee you, if that casting director has to bend over to wipe up your tears because the next actor is going to slip and crack his head, she's going to remember you. Like, oh my gosh, I felt that guy because you made that big choice. And that's why you guys are working because you're not playing it safe. What has been the most frustrating thing for you, you know, in this business so far? Hunter?
2: At first, the most frustrating thing was the rejection. But after, however many rejections from audition, um, it's something you kind of get used to, and you don't you don't let that hold you back. You don't let that you just let it go. You like you said, you give it. You're all at the audition, and you just walk out the door and kind of forget about it. And then hopefully, whatever the next day or two, you get a call back. But if not, you just go to the next one and kind of forget about it. So that has been a big frustration. I think the other side is just on the business side, because we we come to class and we learn acting. And luckily you teach us a lot about the business side too, but we're kind of just as actors, just thrown out there and kind of fend for yourself, go get your own agent. Go, like how, how do, how am I supposed to do all this? So that was definitely a huge leap and kind of barrier that I was struggling with in the beginning. But I'm grateful for the, all the other actors in the studio and a lot of other actors that I've worked with on sets kind of coming to LA. I had this thought that everybody's going to be stuck up. And if I'm talking to another actor, he's not going to help me out because we're competing against each other. But for the most part, it's been the opposite. Everybody's been really helpful. Rob himself hooked me up with this commercial agent. So it's about those relationships and helping the people around you out because at the end of the day, they're probably going to, it's probably going to come back to you. So. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: You want to reach down and go, Hey man, you need help. Come on. Give, here's your, give me a hand. I'll help you up. I mean, that's, that's, that. for me, that's the, you know, the secret to living is giving, being of service, helping somebody else, making a difference in somebody else's life. You know, if you can be of contribution and, and be giving on a daily basis, it's, it's a game changer. It's a life changer. And, you know, if you go into these auditions, it's not like I'm not here to get anything. I'm here to give, give my talent. I'm doing you a favor. After you see me, you can go home. Everybody else, you, you, the part's cast. You know, it's it's that kind of attitude that you got to have. You got to have that kind of confidence that I've outworked, I've out outchoiced these other guys. The, they don't even know their last name. They don't even know where they grew up. I do. I know what my character did last night because did, I did a private moment exercise. I know, I mean, I, I've done an animal exercise. I'm coming in. It's affecting my my behavior, the way I'm walking, the way I'm talking, my accent, my the wardrobe, my hair, everything. Those choices, talent lies within your choices. Those choices the casting director see. If you go into that room and play full out and have fun, you you've won. You've won. There's nothing to be upset about. You did your job. Next. All right, next, next. And then it's just a matter of time till that one roll comes along and then boom, you know, overnight success. But, you know, you got to get the nose. Definitely. How about you, Rob? Most frustrating for you? Most
1: frustrating. I definitely put a lot of pressure on myself as a young man, always thinking like I was a good athlete. You know, I kind of reached the pinnacle of my lacrosse career at one point. And then, so I had that taste. And then when I started, acting, I was like bottom of the totem pole. Right. And so, you know, I had the belief that I can do it, but I knew that I needed to put in the reps. I need to put in the time. I need to get better. And along that path, when you start to tell people like, yeah, I'm going to be an actor. It's like, well, what have you done? You know, who, have I seen you in anything or, oh, you know how hard that is? Oh, you think you can make money like that? How long, how long are you going to do it for? Like, when are you going to get a real job? You know what I mean? Like stuff of that nature used to really drive me nuts. Cause I was like, dude, I'm just getting started. Like I need to not have those thoughts in my head. I want to do this with a clear head. And, and so I think I let that get to me at first because it was like, all right, I believe in myself. I feel confident. And then as soon as you hear that, and like, well, what have you been in? What have you done? Or you think you can do it? It's kind of like, damn, you know, like don't make me d- overthink this here, you know? <laughs> And so that was definitely one of the most frustrating things I think it started was just like the, everyone just thinks it's so hard, you know what I mean? Like it's, or nearly impossible where I don't think so. I think it's just a matter of time and belief and effort, you know, and I was willing to kind of delay gratification to go for it. And so I think once I got over that, I was kind of like, you know what, I got blinders on, I got tunnel vision because... I love you but I'm going to live this life and I'm going to go for it. And so I, yeah, you can't. You really can't.
0: You can't listen to the naysayers. My whole life everybody laughed at me, told me couldn't be, "Oh, you're going to be an actor." You know, my whole life. But that just fueled me. You know, and when they turned on the television and all of a sudden they see me starring in a TV show or they had to go to pay money to go to see me in a movie. (laughs) You know, they walk by a a billboard and there I am, you know, on a huge ass billboard. It was like, oh, shit. He actually did it. You know,
1: yeah, I'm definitely blessed. My family has supported me the whole way. And so that's a blessing because I know I've heard people who it's the opposite. So my, pam- my family's always been in my corner, but it's just, you know, just like surrounding people that almost you shouldn't be listening to, but you do anyway. And so I've gotten over that for sure. That was definitely the most frustrating thing for me
0: getting started. What has been the highest moment so far in your journey? For me?
1: I would say I've been booking jobs pretty consistently. And so recently, I feel like especially the last couple of months, you know, I guess that's a that's a question. I have a couple of things to say, but I'll just say one. So recently I'm, I'm going to stop being like a personal trainer training in the gym because I need to focus on acting because it's going well. And so it's almost like this change in my life where I'm feeling like I've almost already, my ROI has now been positive from all the acting classes, from all the headshots I've taken, where I know that you know, that's a blessing because some people, they go for it. They they haven't really booked anything. I'm net positive and I'm doing just fine in LA, you know, which is cool. That's Yeah. Right. That's a grateful. That's very grateful. I'd say just recently, like really, I have technically three agents. I have a theatrical agent out here in Los Angeles, I have a commercial agent that Hunter and I and Chris, we all share. And then I have an agent who's been doing great. He's the one who got me, you know, this country music video and, Some other stuff in like the Southeast. And so I feel like I fought through the COVID mess, you know, because my family's like, hey, come home, you know, work for dad, do the construction. And as much as I wanted to be with my family, I said, no, this is what, as a man, I need to accomplish this on my own if I really want to do this my way. And so I kind of stuck it out away from family. I took the classes with you online. You know, I was able to still kind of book a couple jobs during 2020, but it wasn't much. But now this 2021 year, it's kind of paying me back tenfold. And and I'm still just on the verge, you know. But I think being able to now transition my focus into creating with Hunter, creating with my friends, you know, kind of just focusing on my own training, not training. I love training other people, but I need to make room. And so recently I did that and it feels just like feels right.
0: Love it. You know, hard work pays off. That hard work you put in is paying off now in 2021 and it's going to pay off even bigger in 2022. I think so. Um, Hunter.
2: My highs. It's once you book a job, you just get that sense of damn, Like all this work is, is it's worth it. And now it's playtime. So all, all the shorts and commercials that I've booked, you you get that sense of just, you have the imposter syndrome saying like, am I, am I really an actor? Am I just kind of going through the motions? But once you have something to show for it, that's kind of really what feels good at the end of the day. And uh, over COVID, kind of when we were doing the 30-day self-tape challenge and that's when me and Rob started linking up on Zoom, creating these little shorts. I think that's when I really got the spark and the fire lit for my ambitions and started to really love acting and creating these, these shorts so for me i think i'm i'm feeling like it's peak time right now like i'm feeling great all the juices are flowing all this creativity and going into 2022 it's i feel i feel good and optimistic and a lot of good things are going to come to me and obviously rob killing it already
0: i have no doubt you know I have no doubt you guys are super talented. I have no doubt in my mind. Mark my words, we'll have this video to in history. Oh yeah, I remember when they were on that podcast, and now look at them up there on that stage getting their award. You know, listen, I, I remember Ben Affleck and Matt Damon when they, they they first came into town. Man, I'd be hanging out and partying, and Ben be walking with his you know, Barefoot and, you know, at my friend Camel Lopez's house. I mean, I knew them before when he just got here. And then to see them on stage getting that award, you know, I, I have no doubt. man. You guys just keep doing what you're doing. It's just a matter of time. You know, it's a roller coaster ride. You're going to have your ups. You're going to have your downs. There's going to be no auditions for freaking months. And then all of a sudden you're going to get three in a day. You know, that's just the nature of the business. You know, but you, every chance you get, every opportunity you get, you got to play full out and you got to make some big choices and have some fun. And then, you know, it's just a matter of time and never quit because, you know, I know the people, they quit on the, They're on the one yard line. They're about to score the touchdown and they quit and they didn't know the very next audition could have been the one that put them on the map. I've been blessed. I, I When I built this studio, I kept hearing that voice. If you build it, they will come. <laughs> If you build it, they will come. And, you know, you guys came and, and uh, a a bunch of other talented actors that I've, you know, we, we got an amazing group. I mean, what, what is the Manhattan Actor's Studio for you guys? What has it been for you? For me, it's been one, just, just
2: the start, the introduction to acting and kind of the one-on-one lessons with you. But beyond that, it's, it's really been the relationships I keep in touch with, for the most part, the core, the core people that come. But um, I still keep in touch with everybody. I mean, this relationship and kind of shooting these short films and creating with Rob. None of this would have came if I if I wouldn't have been in class. And I've been to other acting classes, and it's just the camaraderie, and it's just not it's not there in all of them. And when we come into class and all the exercises we do, we really learn about each other on deeper levels. And we let each other open up and we don't we don't put anybody down. And it's just, it's just a great environment and it's something you can't beat.
0: Yeah. I call it the family, you know, the MAS family. When I mean, we remember we do the family circle, it's us getting up and dancing around and making a circle and opening up our instruments. And that's why I'm very selective who gets in that circle, in this door. You know, you can't, not everybody just gets to do it here. You know, I mean, this is a, this is a special place. You know, this is my home. This is, you guys are like family. I've been, I just honored to have you guys here. How about you, Rob? What's Manhattan Actor Studio for you? What has it been?
1: I can speak specifically on you. I've always been someone who, I've always followed a very strong male figure in my life. Like my father, he's my hero. I've had great, coaches in sports who, you know, raised me up. Uh, The gym I train at, this man, John, professional fighter, really strong mentor to me in that realm. And so when I walked in the doors, I knew that if I'm going to be an actor, I need somebody like that. And that's you. And I, I just knew that immediately, you know? And so you've been, you've taken headshots that I still use today with the beard, if you don't remember those and they're booking me work help me with the demo reels. You've given me advice when I was unsure of something, and you said you got to go with your gut and your heart. And so the men- the mentorship from you, I would have to say, is number one if I was to be perfectly honest, because that's what I look for. And then two, it is it's the family like of people who believe in something just so great that other people might deny, you know, or doubt. And when you're around people like that, you know, uh, who is it? Like people say you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with all the time. I don't know who exactly that quotes from It's some many of people probably say, it, but yeah, I'm like that. I believe in big things, man. I've always believed in big things and I end up kind of getting somewhere in the, in the avenues that I, that I pursue. And so being around people, you know, like Hunter, I mean, Hunter and I have become like brothers in this, in this gig. And I needed, because I, I was like one of those things I almost wish my buddies from back home like I never really had that friend come out here with me and like oh we're gonna go for it man like I love my buddies they're my best friends back home and and this and that but I didn't have anybody in this kind of community that I can bounce ideas off of or I can be a silly goofball and be like yo I need you to tape this for me or you know like because it almost doesn't make sense to a lot of people and to us it makes sense because it's It's your imagination, you know, that's almost all you have in this world is your imagination or else you're just kind of a cog in the wheel. And I didn't want to be a cog in the wheel. I wanted to create and be an artist and live my dreams and be, you know, kind of just feel that importance, you know?
0: Well, you're doing it, you know, both of you are. So I want you to do me a favor. I want you to lean forward a little bit, right? I want to put your hand on your shoulder and go like this. Yeah. Pat (laughs) yourself on the shoulder. Good job. You know, you got to praise yourself. You put in the work, you know, beautiful things come out, but you got to say, you know, good job. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm you happy. do. You really do. You got to be kind to yourself. You got to watch your thoughts, you know, because you're not your thoughts. You know, you got to you gotta guard the gates of your mind. You know, the, those gates are going to tell you, oh, you should quit fear, blah, blah, you know, noise. It's just noise. You got to follow your passion, your heart. And if your heart's telling you this is, you know, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, then. That's exactly what you're supposed to be doing. You know, I, You know when your heart beats a little faster and people call it nervous, I call it excitement. I say, that's your instrument saying, hey, you're on the right path. This is the way you wanna go. You wanna be, you wanna have that. If you don't have that, you're not doing the right thing, man. You gotta get outside your comfort zone. You want that heart pounding. For me, that means green light, go. This is the path to go in. So when you feel that, embrace it, you know, that's like batteries for an actor, you want that. Otherwise you're freaking dead. You know, people pay a lot of money for that. They jump out of a freaking plane, they climb a mountain, you know, they, you know, you get it on the stage in front of a camera. It's a beautiful thing. So embrace it. What kind of teacher am I? Brett Hunter. Yeah, go for it. Who is Billy Gallo, the teacher? Billy Gallo, the teacher.
2: Wow. Well, bouncing back off, Rob, Rob was talking about. You are a strong presence, father figure, whether it's acting or just life lessons in general, being respectful to others, being respectful to yourself. All those all those things that are necessary in life that you need to know and that not everybody tells you Um, and you'll tell it to us straight, which I love. I've done some bad self-tipes. I've done some questionable things and you'll tell me how you feel. And I don't want a yes man because a yes man only is only going to make me feel good. But at the end of the day, it's not going to propel my career as an actor. You're an inspiration, Billy. All of us in class have probably watched most of your movies and TV shows and commercials. So you're a huge inspiration. You just make class fun. I got to say my favorite, one of my favorite part of class is just at the end of the class, just improv. And like when we're on stage, all just bouncing off these one-liners, zingers and just seeing you laugh. It's like, Holy shit. Like we made Billy Gala laugh and that, that feeling. (laughs) It's just so fun. And that's like, that's what I love about being in class.
0: Yeah. Well, we've had some good laughs. I I can't wait to have you guys back in the studio and, and do, do some more of that. (laughs) soon how about you rob i mean who am i as a teacher to you
1: you know not to repeat myself but one is you love acting you like you like it, you know what i mean it's not just the business like you love building a character you love the story you know telling the story and what that can be on the stage or on you know in film and so like the the creative process that you teach us you know like i go crazy about it now because of I think your passion for that, because it's so important, if you really want to be a great actor and perform, you know, it's like, you you need to become this character. And, and, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of actors that, you know, they go out, they play this, they're them in every movie, and that's fine. You know, that's just fine. You have a great career. But there's something about like, I don't say it's so method, but there's something about that method kind of, Put yourself in their shoes and you know what do you smell in that scene what do you taste what did you you know i mean what did you eat before you walked in to that room that just like it fills my mind with this just like tr- creative imagination that i know that you just inspired me to really go nuts for that and so like yeah it's it's not you know it's not like oh yeah you know be in movies and get rich that's great that's kind of like the byproduct if you're a great actor but it's the process that's just so beautiful when you do it and you put in the work, and then people watch you perform. Like performing in front of people, it's that man, I, it's like ecstasy to me, you know? I'm in that flow, and I'm just like, oh man, you can't beat that.
2: Yeah. One more thing, too, especially with self tapes and just seeing myself on film or having other people see me on screen, I had a huge fear with that. And when we did the self 30 day self tape challenge, That was huge for me, just getting all this stuff out. I'm going to put the work in and then do the self-tape and post it. But just being able to not like fear, like, is this guy going to think that I suck as an actor? Is this self-tape not as good as the other? It's just that kind of mentality that you told us to just send it out. Just put it out. Just get yourself out there and just be confident with what you did. And if you don't think you did well, do better the next time. But it's all about just getting out there. And that's one huge thing that you really pushed me to do.
1: I have a point to that. Sorry to cut you off, Billy. It's be willing to put out the B plus work or whatever you said, right? I forget exactly. But it's like, because you're not going to be amazing. You're not going to win an Oscar tomorrow unless you start, you know, slinging it out because you might be busy or whatever. Put in your B work and then eventually you're boom, you get that A or You know, your consistent work, you're so good. Yeah, Now you got all A work if you put it in, you know, put it in the time. But be willing to put out that B plus or B minus work so that you're not, you know, you kind of can take on that criticism or just see yourself on tape.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, somebody's been listening in class. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, who cares? Who cares what anybody thinks, man? You do you. You put yourself out there. You got to let people know. I'm an actor. This is what I do. You know, you will fall, you will suck, whatever. Go ahead, you dust yourself up, you get back up and you play again and you keep playing and keep playing. And, you know, that repetition, It, it what makes you, you know, it's putting in that 10,000 hours. You know, anybody who's ever been good at anything, you know, it's they, they put the work into it. And, you know, putting those self-tapes. I mean, you know, I love uh, Maria it's in the self tape challenge she was petrified to put up a self tape petrified and now she, i can't stop her i mean she's like on fire she's got like she's uh, 30 she's days she's like a, a 6 months of self tapes but she's putting in the reps and that's a beautiful thing and i have no doubt that it's just a matter of time for her you know because she's she's working on her craft constantly and yeah sometimes it may be b plus b minus or whatever but you you you're doing it You know, you keep doing it. You keep doing it. Love that. So, you know, what do you guys got going on? You know, I know you guys are working on projects together and and what do you got going on separately? What's, what's, what's up?
2: Well, we're doing the, we're writing a lot. We're doing short films, but the the thought process of it was personally, I think Rob feels the same, but I want to act as much as possible. I want to act every day if I can. And some weeks there'll be no auditions. Some Some weeks there'll be five, but it's never going to be consistent and you can't control that. And what I can control is when I'm not doing auditions, when I'm not shooting a short that I auditioned for, I could write my own stuff. I have an iPhone. I could film my own stuff. Now we got a camera. Now we could make good quality stuff on our own and we don't have to wait for anybody. And that's something I love because I I could audition and hopefully get a role that I really want to do, or I could just write the role that I really want to do and just do it. So that's kind of what propelled us to start linking up and writing and starting to shoot. But um, yeah, it started over COVID, but in the last probably three, four, or five months, we've been trying to meet weekly. And whether or not we just shoot the shit or we actually write a script, it's just about the consistency and kind of building the bond between us to be able to work together and to write and to share these creative ideas. So.
0: Love that. It's all about consistency. It's all about, you know, just keep doing it. Keep doing it. And you guys are, you're doing it. You're only going to, you know, the greatest way to learn how to make a film, it's not film school. It's, it's like making, make a film, go get out there, get in the trenches. You know, you learn how to, you know, light, learn how to run the camera, learn, you know, everything, all the elements of filmmaking. Even if it is on a short film or a student film or whatever, you're learning, you're learning the, the art of filmmaking and then you then you take that and you find your passion project and you find that you know that 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 idea that script that you you know really can show your talent and and that's what you really and then you call in favors you know you got a so many actors from the Manhattan Actors Studio if you need to cast the project you know you got friends that you've worked with you know I've introduced you to some some really talented young filmmakers Nathan and his brother you know You know, it's 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 you building your network, and it's who you know, and you you know you're using resources. And hey, can I shoot? Let's shoot at your house, or let's. Hey, I know a friend of mine who's got a restaurant. Maybe we can shoot in that place. You know, and it's creating your own stuff and using your your resources. You know, that's a beautiful thing. How about you, Rob?
1: Well, I've been like you said. I've been busy the last like two months. I've I've done five projects, uh, mostly commercial. Hunter and I actually together, we worked on, so they're re- redoing the Fresh Prince. It's called Bel Air. Mm-hmm. It'll be on Peacock. And we were in, so Carlton plays lacrosse now. And mm-hmm. so I played lacrosse growing up and I was approached by the guy. It's through game changing films as the, the part of the production. Um, He was a stunt coordinator and he asked me, you know, could you come on, bring some lacrosse guys with you? And so Hunter and I went out there and I had about, what was it? Just one other guy with us. Yeah. Just one of yeah. my other buddies with us. And, you know, the guys didn't know how to play lacrosse. I'll put I'll tell you that once. And I don't want you know, not to, I'm not trying to sh- throw shade. It was just was, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's sports stunts. And so we were out there playing lacrosse and, uh, that was pretty fun to be a part of just to see. And I think we're going to go back every time they need lacrosse players. So we'll see. That's um, great. Yeah. Which is cool. I was in Tennessee, Last week, I shot a country music video, which will come out soon, which is really cool because it was like I was like the lead actor getting to tell the story with this girl and, you know, real pretty. It was real fun. Yeah, I had a movie premiere on Saturday for an independent I shot in the summer. Awesome.
0: Congratulations.
1: Thank you. It was interesting to see myself on the big screen like that in the theater with some friends. But Hunter came and my buddy Thomas and his fiance came and just like you know the film is one thing and i gave it my best shot but the experience of like i went to dinner before and then like i there was like a little mini red carpet and you meet and greet and you take your pictures and then afterwards you had a little chat session in the theater it was just like you know the movie aside the experience put it in my mind that that's something i want to do 5 times a year you know or just the rest of my life whatever it is go to con go to sundance go to the freaking Oscars, Emmys, you know, whatever it is, you know, it'll scale. But experiencing that is something that I think honestly over the course of the weekend just kind of changed the way I think because it's just, I don't think I'll ever give this up. Bravo. Yeah. And then other than that, Hunter and I are shooting stuff as much as we can. We brainstorm like crazy. I think it's, you know, trying to, and I guess you can give us your feedback on this, you know, this is becoming long winded, but, Now that there's social media, you can only capture attention so much on social media. You know, if you post something that's eight minutes long, I doubt many people are going to watch all eight minutes. But we've been putting out these like little concept pieces that are two and a half, three and a half minutes that I feel like everyone who watches it, they're like, I love it. But then like, well, what else happens? What happened before? What happened after? So we're giving people like the concept, but it's almost like they want to see more. So Finding that, like I was, I was asking Hunter, like, should we just make a full short and submit it or should we just kind of keep putting things out so the masses can see it? Like, I, I think we're stuck in that little, we're still working, trying to find our rhythm, but at what scale do we go?
0: If you want to work those red carpets and you want to go to those short film festivals and stuff like that, I say, make a short, make a, you know, make a short that you can actually submit to festivals and, you know, so maybe somebody sees that short in a festival. I mean, look at Vin Diesel. You know, he created you know a, a project that Steven Spielberg saw and cast him in Saving Private Ryan. You know, I mean, you're 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 writing your own ticket. So find your castability. How you know and write to that and create a short film and put it out there. And then maybe you work the festivals. And then maybe after that, it lives on uh, on a what do you call it? YouTube. You know and you know, you start creating a YouTube channel with your your short films and, you know, you use your social media to kind of tease it, you know, here's, here's the first two minutes. You want to see what's next? Come over here and watch the rest of the episode, you know? So I would just say, you know, go big, create something that you can actually put out there. I do a little research and find out which short film festivals are out there and which ones have competitions. Maybe there's even a prize. You know, and, and start working those. And, you know, you never know. Those are places where you go. If you have a film in there, you network a little bit. You run into somebody, another director, another filmmaker. You know, I mean, I used to love going up to Sundance. That was like a big party. And, you know, I'm rubbing shoulders with other filmmakers and meeting people. And, you know, a lot of stuff came out of that. So, yeah, just make those make those big moves. Don't, you know, reach for the the brass ring. You know, go go big. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, that
1: was a conversation we had this week. Yeah, just because yeah. we have, like, man, we have a, what, like, eight ideas of of yeah, shorts we, that we can write, but we can always extend them. Sure. But I think we're just trying to figure out the best way to approach marketing. You know, it's almost like we're creating little sizzles for ourselves at the moment. But yeah. I guess maybe why not go big and make a real short to submit and
0: become I would, legitimate? I would. I would. Uh, you know, if you're going to spend some energy doing some, you know, why not do something big, something that you know, you can show off your talent that the people in the industry will see people that go to film festivals looking for talent will go. Wow. Did you see that film? This, this short film that these guys made, you know, and ran it to them on the red carpet. And, you know, <laughs> that's how, you know, that's how it, you got to make some moves. Love it. I can't wait. I can't wait to be walking the red carpet with you guys. Heck yeah, man. Well, yeah. So so last question, if you could go back and give the younger you some advice, what would that be? Rob?
1: In terms of acting or just, just the young Rob?
0: Life advice, what you've learned along the way. Mm -hmm.
1: Personally, like got a little trouble in college. I liked to party and I was like, got in trouble with lacrosse and it was like a real low part of my life. And I think it was because I was trying to please not please, but just be a part of every circle at the time. And I was young. I didn't know any different, you know, but if you find something that you're passionate about, you will start to, I think, navigate in a smaller circle that truly only benefits the love and passion you have to continue on that path. Whereas if you don't, you're just going to continue to be that, that like, you know, not class clown, but you're like, you know, I'm here, I'm there, but you're nobody at the same time, right? Like the jack of all trade, the master of none. I don't, I've learned, I guess there you go. That's the tip I'd say. I I would recommend trying to master a craft and not be the jack of all trades. I think just because, I mean, jack of all trade, you live a great life, but the, the master of the craft is, you know, if you really love that thing, you're going to be at the top somewhere, somehow. And you'll be surrounded by like minds in that industry or that art or that this and that. Whereas if you're the jack of all trades, you're probably just somewhere in that like 60, 70 percentile of each one, which is fine. But I think I've learned that I want to be at the top and meet people at the top of the crafts and learn and just do really amazing work.
0: Love that. To master anything, you got to put the hard work in. You know that's not going to come overnight. So that's you know what you do, what you guys are doing now. You're you're working it now. So that's a beautiful thing, Hunter.
2: I think the biggest thing I would tell myself as a younger Hunter, and that I still tell myself today, is just stop comparing myself to other people. Um, I'm on my own path. I'm gonna get there when I get there, and I don't have to let what he or she is doing or not doing rub off on me whether it's positive or negative and along with that just stop stop giving a fuck what people think like this is my life I'm gonna do what I want to do and as long as I'm happy with what I'm doing I should keep doing it and keep pushing myself so those two things is really what kind of led me down a dark path in life but on the flip side I I do believe that everything kind of lines up and happens for a reason so Those things led to the darkness in my life, which led me to come to L.A., which led me to come to the Manhattan Actor's Studio, which led me here. There's going to be ups and downs in life. And as long as you could handle the lows and just kind of ride it out, like there's going to be some highs.
0: Beautifully said. I can't wait to see what's next for you guys. You keep working on your craft. You keep creating. I know there's going to be amazing things coming. I look forward to seeing you guys soon, you know, here in the studio. And uh, and once again, I, I from the bottom of my heart, thanks for coming on the show and sharing your, your wisdom and knowledge. I'll see you guys soon. Of course. Thank you for having us.
1: Yeah, it was an honor, Billy. Thank you, man. Yeah, I missed honor. that studio like crazy.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah, we'll be there soon. We'll be here soon. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks, Billy. Hey, Billy. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Please rate, review, share this with your friends